are I'm your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn, Adam Schubert, and Julian Navarre. Look, fellas, we got a lot to get into this week, so, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, take it away, brother. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 114, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing today, my brother? I'm doing good, baby. Can't complain. You know how it is, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm laughing at one of the topics. That's why it sounds like I've, I've been crying because we were laughing in pre-pro. Oh, man. But, nah, man, good week so far. I don't know. I was feeling a vibe this week so far. Not a negative week. Like, last week, you could kind of feel the energy. Like, I, last week wasn't the best of weeks. But this week, this week was pretty fire. Like, I'm not, I'm not hating on this week. This week is pretty. This, this week was pretty litty. Also joining me is our other co-host, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing today, brother? Doing all right, man. It, you're right. It's been a pretty good week. You that's know, what I'm saying. Not a bad uh, week. Yeah, I, I can't complain too much about how the week's been going so far. So let's uh, let's a, get into it. I'm excited. Not a lot, a lot of news, but like a lot of funny stuff to talk about. Some. Well, I don't think I have any series. Yeah, I got I got one serious topic on here, and then we got some fan questions this week. Real hey. quick, just because I know we're gonna talk about it on Bros Who Binge, but I haven't talked to you about this it's like over the phone unless we did i don't know if we did I, th- I think we might have just texted no i did call you after work yo that batman news is crazy bro yeah yeah man yeah, i think you were tweeting about it you was hype no i was I, yeah no shoot i forgot we talked <laughs> i was, I was super yeah we hype, definitely man. talked about it yeah no 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 that batman news is crazy jonah hill fucking being in it and then uh I, I, i'm hearing he's being a diva right now well, about he, what, is, what is this stuff of him of him being like? I want to be paid double of what Patton's, uh, ba- uh, what Robert's being paid. Look, now jo- I need okay, to see proof of that. Jonah is no, that's happening. Jonah is an Oscar-winning actor. Jonah adds a, a different level of gravitas to the film. So I don't mind Jonah asking for ten, pay him his money. But the thing is, if he's getting ten, he better have a big role in the situation. That's my thing. Like, if he's getting ten, he has to be. He got to deserve. Like, he has to get that screen time. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, let's say if I know it's going to be longer than this, but let's say it's you know 120 minutes. Dude, better be in it for like 85, 90 minutes. Maybe not yeah. that much. Maybe like 80 minutes. Some, some like time. That. And look, and and my my thing is, I think Pattinson did the right thing. Take it low. First movie, take the low money. And I know we're going to talk more about this on Bros. Bench, but take the low money on on the front end. And then when that movie, bet on yourself. Like, okay, y'all don't think I'm going to be a great Batman. Cool. I'll take the pay cut. I'll take the pay cut. And when I come and kill it, then I'm going to charge you over the head for the next couple. For like, because y'all don't want me in a Justice League film if I kill it. And then, yeah. I, then I'm gonna charge you over the head for the, for me to be in that. You're sitting there smiling like, <laughs> you knew this day was coming. Oh yeah, they're gonna yeah. take you off. Hey, yeah, man, but, when, but when Tom when Tom Brady took that pay cut for Randy Moss though, didn't work out. Oh, come well, on, well, bro. we're not doing that. Don't say that. That's with the best juju. Come on, he ain't even trying to let my dog even. He didn't even give him a shot. 
it's messed up, dog. And I know you believe in that movie, but we'll talk more about it. Nah, no, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying Robert Pattinson is Tom Brady. <laughs> no, but you're saying uh, I'm, just, Hill joke, I'm just making a joke. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, well, yeah. None, nonetheless, let's get into this week's topics. Brooklyn, did you hear the intro by the baby? The baby coming hard, bro. Like, I'm excited. The album drops Friday. Kirk, he got Gucci Mane, Chance, YK Osiris, Kevin Gates, Lil Baby, Moneybag Yo, Stunner from Vegas, and Migos featuring on it. I, I think, look, if the baby, I think the baby could do a good job. And if he continues the the path that he's been on, this might end up being the biggest. Like, he's he's in the top five for, like, big years in 2019. Like, so far, I would say it's him. In terms of hip-hop rap, I'd say it's him. Meg the Stallion, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. I just had it. Oh, and my, I had, I had my list. I'm, I'm blanking now. Fucking, uh, I'm looking at my recently added. I would say Nip is an honorable mention because just because I can't give it to Nip just because, but his presence, right. like, overlaid the like the entire year. I'd say uh, Rhapsody is is up there. I'd say Freddie Gibbs. That's the guy I had. Oh yeah. I, I think oh, Freddie yeah. Gibbs is having a killer 2019. And then, I mean, of course, you could say Dreamville as a as a as a record label is doing well, but I'd say either Dreamville or Drake. But how do you feel about this uh this the baby album coming on Friday? Are you excited? And did you hear the intro? And what's your uh, thoughts on the twenty nineteen peeps? I didn't hear the intro yet, but I do know that he's 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 doing like a lot of smart things in terms of riding his momentum and keeping his name streaming and you know like without like obviously you know. After the fight thing, you know, I didn't know where he was going with his, you know, his yeah, image neither. I, per se. I didn't know he was going to be a young boy. Or, or yeah, like, he didn't let that, you know, contort him. Because obviously now that you, you know, now that it's con- continued to go on, like, he just wants to be like, yo, this man was harassing me. And like, we just had to put an end to it. So yeah. as I can see now, that that's all, that's all it was. And I'm glad that that's all it was. And um, no, he's doing a really great job, bro. Because like, as long as you keep yourself buzzing, bro, without falling into the future you know, feeling that you got to keep putting out bullshit. As long as you ride it, you don't got to do too much, bro. Just put out a feature here and there. You know, drop a, a single here and there. You know what I'm saying? That's how you keep, you just, just keep that thing going. And as if, if this album is anything it's supposed to be, is everything it's supposed to be, minus the chance to rap a feature, because we all know that's going to be trash. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward. Look, the intro, I will say this. I didn't expect that from the baby, and the baby got real introspective on his life. Like, it was it was breath of fresh air. It's like, this, it's like oh, that dude who made Suge, but he was always a good rapper. That's the thing. Like, he might have made turn-up songs, and like you said, people got distracted by the fights, the stuff with Walmart. But, like, in the end, this dude is a really good rapper and a really good artist. So, like, I'm excited for Kirk. We're not getting a Kanye album on Friday. I was going to tell Schubert to listen to it because I was not about to listen to that shit. We're not getting it. Word on road is that the label didn't think it was good enough to be put out. Of course it's not. Word on road was also that Kim said it's still coming out, but who really knows? We'll find out Friday, but I don't think we're getting a Kanye album. But if we do... Kanye is going to create his own app, and the album's going to drop on the app. Like, you know, it's going to be some kind of crazy stuff, you know? It, whatever, but you're going to have to listen to it for us because I'm oh, you in Brooklyn. I'm not <laughs> bullshit. But, I'll uh, listen to it. <laughs> that's all we really got on the music front. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm lying. I want to shout out Gangstar, uh, DJ Premier for what he did with uh, that the, his song that he released with Guru and uh, J. Cole. He oh, yeah, that was dope. passed away and he still had some vocals and he made it made it happen. Man, that song was really fucking good. Like, I did, like, I, I like the, uh, 
because I, I have Gangstar in my in my Serato, in my uh, iTunes, and like they're one of my favorite old groups. Like they're one of the people that like I look to as like, yo, they make damn good music. Like I'm moment for truth, respect my steez. Hold on, let me pull up some, some the whole the album because like I was a fan of Moment of Truth, the album. I just fucked up the name because like all those songs are fucking great. And to hear family and loyalty and then hear Cole come in and smash it. Bravo, uh, DJ Premier. Bravo, my brother, because you did your thing. But uh, next up, let's get into, bro. So we're not talking about Antonio Brown in the sense of what he did. I, I want to talk about these tweets that happened. I don't know if y'all saw the tweets that he got off. Let me uh, pull these up. But Antonio Brown, I think me and my dad were having this conversation. That's why I want to bring this up. Is social media a, a part in Antonio Brown's craziness? Like, my yes. dad was saying as a lawyer, he would have told him to just shut his mouth by now. And, like, Antonio Brown's not shutting up. He's still talking. Oh, I think the tweets have been deleted, but I'm going to find them. Is it the ones about him uh, not going, being done with the NFL? It's, it's that, and it's the Robert Kraft stuff. Uh, it's all those things, man. But, like, he just went off on Kraft. He went off on the NFL. And, and my thing is, if you're trying to get back in the NFL – I don't think you okay. Yeah, look, this is what we did. He goes four games for Big Ben, crazy world. I'm done with it. And he posts a picture of Big Ben's uh, sexual assault investigation. Shannon Sharp, the fun, he he brought old Shay Sharp in this. Shannon Sharp, the funny guy on TV, still after this, and it talked about how he had to step aside from CBS. Uh, then he said, Kraft got caught in a parlor. AB speculations fired. Different strokes for different folks. Clearly, when he's like, I will not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever. At one at any time, and if the NFL, oh, hold on. I did see that stuff. Hold yeah. them accountable. Sad. Uh, they can just guarantee. They can just void guarantees anytime. Going up for forty million, two months. We'll see if they pay up. And uh, Adam Schefter reported that he doesn't believe that Robert Kraft is gonna pay AB the remainder of his money. Not Ugh. paying that nigga. No. Mm -mm. If he, he better like, get that money. He he is he he might get nine mil, but I don't think he getting. I don't know, man, because, like... I mean, Robert if he signed a contract to that he was guaranteed $9 million, then he better get $9 million, unless he's going to jail. Yeah, you got a point. Unless they can figure out, find out how he breached the contract, but if it's all... If they let him that's go, true. If he breached the contract, then he ain't getting true. that money either. That's yeah. my thing. I, I think he breached the contract, and that's why I said... I, I, don't I think his social media stuff, though, at this point, the social media shit... Man, I don't know if they got something in about the owner, but the way the NFL works, I don't know if you could publicly talk about the owner's allegations like that. And, uh... If Freddie Gibbs went on NF ESPN and said, like, didn't Kaepernick show you when you talk about owners, you're going to get black? But I don't think it, it's... I don't know if we can correlate the two, but I do believe that... Nah, bro, this is... This is no, this is way this. different than Kaepernick. This, yeah. this is him not... This is him saying that he don't want to play again, though. This is him That's, just literally yeah. saying that. You put Robert... Kraft, look, look, there's a lot of shitty ass owners out there that he could have named. You're not naming Robert Kraft and you're not gonna play again. I'm sorry, bro. It's not That's happening, my... bro. It's not happening, bro. It's slow. And my thing is, I bet in two years or maybe even a year, maybe even later this year, he's gonna be like, damn, I fucked up. Or maybe he won't. Maybe he's just like in this self self spiraling downfall, which I, I hope he's not. Like, I hope the guy well, gets better. If... Like, do you do you think he needs help? Do you think it's social media? What, what do y'all think at this point it is with Antonio Brown? Well, I mean, there's no way that you're going to tell him. You, there's, I don't know if there's any way that you're going to convince him, one, that he needs to get help if he needed help, and then two, to get off social media. Um, yeah, true, true. But, um, That's why I'm telling my dad. Like, he makes too much money with, through social media. He loves the fame of it. 
and that's like he's not that's giving all up he has those, now yeah he's not giving up those nine million followers or however Man, much he has in all honesty that's all he has like that's a, that's everything to him now um and when it comes to him playing again i mean there's another league yeah the xfl do you think he plays in the xfl uh well apparently in the xfl if you have some kind of criminal record or something like that you can't play so just mm-hmm. that, again it depends on his legality oh yeah but. and with with the nfl finds out from this investigation and depending on if what the court finds with this investigation in, in his suit yeah i just want to know what y'all think about antonio brown man y'all like, want to know I... what i really think about that shit you want to know what i really really <laughs> really think about that shit First of all, i just want to say i just really want to say this is what happens when y'all just think that it's us you know what i mean like mike tomlin you know after the when he pulled out the uh the phone he was recording <laughs> during the uh during the meeting after the game, during the playoffs, remember he was he was live on Facebook or or his Instagram. He was live regardless, and everybody was like, "Oh, Tomlin can't control his locker room." Is it he can't control the locker room, or is Antonio Brown just a dickhead? Because at this point, <laughs> it looks like Mike Tomlin was dealing with a dickhead, and I'm yeah. glad that the whole world has finally got to see this dickhead. So I just want to say kudos to you. My black brother, lowballing yourself and Lost losing out on money. Because you know I love to see a black man get paid, but you out here fucking your own money up. Yeah, he lost I, out I, $30 million guaranteed. And everybody was like, ooh, playing chess. To, to, uh, you, Antonio, y'all playing checkers. Antonio Brown playing chess. No, Antonio Brown playing Connect Four. <laughs> oh, shoot. He, he playing goldfish or something. I don't know what the fuck he playing. Exactly. I, so, I, will, I will say, like, the, I had a tweet and, I, and no one like responded to it, which I felt really shitty about because I was like, "Man, I thought this was funny," <laughs> and it was uh, like it was the report that Antonio Brown got released from the Patriots, and I was and I tweeted, "I wonder what this call to his grandma is going to be like." <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised nobody responded to you. I am. His grandmother not going to have nothing to say this time because she knows this nigga. Because well, you, you, you guys know why I say that, right? Hmm. Because in the video of him, you know, getting re- released or, you know, whatever with the Raiders, where, like, he yeah, was, yeah, like, where he was released from Raiders, released he was like, Grandma, I'm free. Grandma, yeah, I'm free. Yeah. His grandma not going to say But I guess no one got that. His grandma's not going to say shit this time. But that's all I really had on Antonio Brown. The next topic is a topic that pertains to Bros Who Binge, but it's something that we wouldn't talk about on Bros Who Binge. And I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm fed the fuck up. I'm sorry. Like, look, and, and let me say this. Let me before because before I raise my voice and get, uh, I guess aggressive and, and curse. I don't want to make light of a situation. What happened in Aurora, Texas, is is uh, and I believe it's Texas. What happened in Aurora is a is a shame. It's a crime. It's Colorado. Aurora, Colorado. My mistake. What happened there is a shame, a crime. I don't I don't support any of that. I don't. I'm I'm condemning that. Like that that shit should never happen. But. And even they, with their with their letter they sent out, was like they weren't banning the uh, uh they weren't asking for Warner Brothers to pull down Joker. They were just saying use your power to lobby against guns, uh, to lobby against the NRA, and use your power as Warner Brothers to to, to get lobbyists for gun control in Washington. So I respect them for what they did. But you see the internet, yo, y'all gotta quit, dog. I'm tired of seeing reports of. Oh, maybe Warner Brothers should take down Joker because shootings are going to happen across America. Like, what the fuck? Like, you don't fucking know that, A. B, a movie does not 
determine whether or not someone's going to go kill. Like, I'm sick of that narrative that these violent movies, these violent video games, all these violent works of art are contributing to the mass killing in America. I don't buy that. One They're releasing those movies all over the world. How come we the only fucking country that feels like that's what's causing this shit? Bro, when the other countries go don't got Japan's that problem. Worse. Go to Japan. Japan has some of the most violent and gory content in the form of manga, in the form of cartoons, and in the form of live-action movies. And they don't have that shit going on right now. Like, you, I don't buy the correlation to video games, movies, and TVs into mass shooting. And I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick of that fucking narrative. Because you it's hear, ridiculous. Did you hear the rumor that... Um... They're, they're warning people not to go to the Joker premieres. I, I saw the army. The, didn't the army say some bullshit like that? The U.S. Army, it? yeah. Uh, bro. The U.S. Army said that? Nah, bro. They are, they're losing their mind. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, we're blaming. We want to blame everything but the fucking problem. Like, if, if that's the case, dude, dude, look, I told my, I told my uh, co-host at the radio station, the guy I'm shadowing, I told, I told him, I said, look, I don't know about you. But you see, Thursday, next Thursday, as soon as I get off of work, I'm going straight to the Grand 16, my nigga. I'm going straight to the movie theater as soon as I get off work. Because that's not going to stop me. And I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to watch the fucking movie, bro. Like, if that's going to happen, that's just going to happen. That's life. But, like, I'm not going to let that put fear over my, make me and not make me want to watch certain movies, not make me want to play certain videos. Come on, dog. Like, what the fuck are we... Are, are we are we preaching right now to the to the public? I can't. I can't. Schubert, I I really couldn't believe the army made a release statement like that. I thought I thought that was fucking ridiculous. What did, like, what did they yeah, I mean, say? I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe they did that. I mean, I can't believe um, what they're trying to make Joker do either. I mean, like I think that's ridiculous. Like they they shouldn't have to con condemn gun violence for a movie that really has, I assume, not too much to do with guns like it, it, and it doesn't it, and see, if you do and if you do and if you do that then you should do that for rambo and you should uh -huh. do that for hmm. all these other uh, uh what angel has fallen whatever that was yeah there's 15 like it's like, just hold on let me pull up fandango and just say the amount of movies that are going to be gory and just because this is a guy who is in, like Rambo, well, they're t they're saying because of the whole like um, it's going to be more and less of like a comic booky thing and more of like a take on the, it's taxi the drama of yeah it's, taxi it's, driver, but you know the drama of a of a troubled person, and so they're saying that this is going to be like a manifesto for troubled people to become maniacs. Ah, they like, are reaching. This that's, is this is dead ass Odell. This is Odell, his rookie season right now. They are reaching. Bro, like guys. this is like this movie is just gonna be a mixture of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. But like you said, Trooper, there's Rambo. Rambo's a violent movie. Angel has fallen. It like I'm like you know, like we're, we're just gonna let it fly on the radar. We got uh hold on. Uh, they're, they're, I've seen people going after it. Yeah, people people going after it, bro. It's not worth I, mentioning, you know, but they're going after it. Gemini <laughs> man, like the Will Smith shit. Ten minutes gone, like. Bro, I can name action movies all day long with violence. Like action movies sell. Violence sells. We've been doing this up. for the last 30 years. And it's and yeah. I don't that that's go back to the 1940s, Maltese Falcon. Like that's a gangster gun movie. Yep, no. And you the Godfather. Like Those are the best movies back driver. in the game. 
fucking Taxi Driver itself. That movie was legendary. Like, come on, fam. Like, I'm not. I'm not rock. That's art. Let art be art. Like, exactly. You, you fucking social justice warriors are fucking ridiculous with that shit, and it, and, it, and it really fucking pisses me off. Because if we want to blame anything, let's blame fucking gun control and let's get at the problem. Let's not blame everything else around it just because if you're on the left, just because everything else isn't working to get it, don't use this to get to your cause right. And if you're on the right, don't per don't perpetuate this dumb bullshit ass narrative that art is the cause of these mass killings. Like both sides are fucking wrong for this shit because I've seen it from both fucking both fucking sides. Like one is using it to combat their argument and the other is using it as the argument. It's fucking bullshit. It's like it's it's ridiculous. But Let's get to something a little light and fucking hilarious. <laughs> Terrence Howard's interview at the Emmys. That nigga said he, he he's going to prove Pythagoras' theory. Like, <laughs> boy, was clipped. Yo, I'm telling you, he was clipped. I don't know what he was on. But he was on it, all right? That I mean, he, he was pacing and feeling himself. And he was awake. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it did seem like that maybe he was like, I won't say on ecstasy, but on ecstasy. <laughs> he said, look, all I can tell you is that I'm going to search for and insert a whole bunch of rambling. <laughs> that boy said, water is spheres and spheres of curves and curves are learning tools. And I'm like, he said he was going to if if there's no straight lines in the world, tell me how these lines are straight and I'm going to prove the curveness. Like, bruh. I'm <laughs> like, what, bro? He said, I spent, you know, I knew he was clipped though, because the way he started it off. Man said, I spent the last 37 years being somebody else so that people could watch me. And I was like, he about to say some bullshit. Because why would you talk about the passion of your life like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that with yes. any career. You know what I'm saying? That's like, if a rapper wanted to, you know, downplay his shit, he could do that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew he was gonna say some crazy shit when he started off like that. Kudos to the fucking reporters keeping their rapport. I would have been fucking dying laughing in his fucking face. I'm still laughing. I'd have been like, bro. I, I literally, my next question, like after he said that first shit, I was like, oh, what really? the fuck did you just say, bro? Yes, like, please, please explain <laughs> to me what that means. And for the viewer and listeners out there, please explain to the world. You just fucking said. <laughs> I think like, bro, everybody on Empire having a little downfall. Hold you, bro. Oh, did you see that they had him on Empire with dreads on his head? Yes. Like, bro, that look, bro, that's a real episode, bro. They got looking stupid as fuck, bro. Maybe that's why he had to start it off by saying well, the, for thirty-seven was, years, man. And then, then he somebody else. <laughs> and then he goes in and starts tearing up the, the like the all the people and the director and all that. He's like, yeah, like they just. Like, I came in and they were like, "How many more seasons you want to do?" And he's like, "I don't want to do anymore." And they're like, "Okay, well, because we're not doing the anymore." Last one, man. <laughs> Taraji, please bear through. Jussie, Juicy, whatever his name is. <laughs> he's Taraji, already off the show. Juicy, yeah, Juicy, been gone, bro. Terrence is done. Yo, Taraji, he's strong. Bryce Sheer, why great? I don't give a fuck about you, my nigga. Hey, look, Taraji. low keto. When everybody stopped watching Empire and like. Made it known that they were only fucking with power. It was slow. That show was the, the show's name was was numbered at that point. You know, bro, that show fell off after season one. Season one was I watched every episode of season one. Season two started. I was like, this ain't for me, dog. <laughs> I only made it through like bro. five episodes. <laughs> I was looking at the people like when I put it on the first time and I seen the people and I'm like, yo, these actors are mad corny. 
And it's not, yeah. it's not the, the them individually, it's the thing together. What it, whatever, whatever the fuck Empire was trying to do, it just felt like it was like trying too hard. And I was like, I don't like this. It's yeah, making me uncomfortable. Man. It felt like it was trying really hard to be like this hit show that was gonna like move the move the meter. Well, right. And then like I was like, this doesn't this isn't doing anything for me. Like, First of all, I, Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson are not those kind of actors. They're not moving no meter for me. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good I don't job. want him for that, man. Come on. Good job, fam. Terrence ain't been the same since he left Iron Man. Like, Terrence doesn't think about that Iron Man. Look, first of all, Terrence, man, Terrence didn't even have been to Iron Man in the first place, man. Because, like, Wait, I can't take him Bro, you can take him serious, bro. I haven't been able to take Terrence Howard serious his entire career. Since Hustle and Flow? Yes, I can't take him serious no more, man. You crazy. How dead, Trey. Let me change challenge the play, man. Challenge on the field, man. Challenge on man. I like Terrence Howard's roadie more than I like uh what's that nigga name? Don <laughs> Cheeto? Um, Come on, bro. But yeah, look, Cheeto. I have my problems with Don Cheeto too. I, like Don <laughs> I can't see Don Cheeto and nothing else other than Hotel Rwanda. And I'm sorry. Because he's done so many things <laughs> since then. But he played that role so well that it's hard for me to see him in any other kind of light. I didn't like who they had playing Rody from the jump. And the replacement was terrible. I like character Rody. I fucking what he said. Oh, I'm gonna get in that suit next, man. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't not oh my god. I can't not talk about him and not say that. Like it's in it's oh my god. He just gotta lay up the drugs, bro, because whatever that was, that was drugs, bro. That was drug induced. I don't know. Why the fuck you would say that out loud? Allegedly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't want Terrence Howard coming after us. Please, Terrence. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying to clear the air, man. Come on. Shit, dog. Oh, man. That is hilarious. But that's all I got on Terrence Howard. Brooklyn, real quick. Schubert, I know you ain't never seen this movie. Brooklyn, they're remaking uh, New Jack City. How do you feel about that? Real quick. Uh, they got to show me the actor list. Bro, like, if, <laughs> if DC Young Fly is, like, either... Bro, if DC Young Fly is in the movie, period, I'm not watching. <laughs> like, get him the fuck out of here, dog. They keep like, trying to I'm... put him in these movies, and I'm like, listen, man, if he's not impersonating Chris Tucker, I don't want to see it. Yeah, and I and don't that's want... only because he sound like him. And that's movie, like, I don't want him in that... Like, I don't want to see no, no black actor that's, like... Like, I don't want to see Daniel Kaluuya in this movie. Yeah. Like, a New Jack City remake, give me a, a a couple unknowns, and you could put like John Boyega in there. Like, yes, that's Cow. exactly what I was thinking too, bro. I was like, just like, like how they the take the biopics so seriously, where they don't want to do, you know, they don't want to have people that are known and shit like that, because we already got a perception yeah. of them. Give us some unknown actors, please. please. Yeah, give us some. Wait, what'd you say, Schubert? The guy who's playing Magic. Oh, he, no, that's what I'm saying. Give us some unknowns, and then give me like a known actor to be the cop, and we good. But that's all I got with that. Uh, how did y'all feel? I want to talk about this. Basketball season approaches. It's not, this is not necessarily being bros who ball. The bros who ball is strictly on football right now. But the NBA is slowly and slowly approaching. After training camp during preseason, we're going to give our way, way, way too early projections. But I want to talk about this. Why, why is ESPN putting pressure on my guys on and ranking him 42? The highest rookie ranking in nine years since LeBron James. Like, what, what is going on? Or like uh, since 
this is what we was gonna have, bro. Like, what you expect, bro? Like, yeah. they didn't they didn't start the narrative to stop it now, bro. They, they the heat is on, baby. I mean, he's the Tell number Zion, one pick. He gotta he gotta he gotta close the blinds if you don't want to see this shit. Cause right now the heat is on, bro. This is what you expect him to do. He has and he's on, and on he, that ass. And he's on he, the team with I know Drew Holiday is a significantly good player, but no significantly big stars besides Lonzo, and he outshines Lonzo. It, it's my it's my thought process. I I get he has the star power, but is this just me buying into David Griffin's narrative that like Zion doesn't have to be the because like I like after the well, game, I think he doesn't like, have to be the what. I think in house, that's the feeling that Zion doesn't have to come out and you know bust the doors yeah. off, off. Like be off the best of it, okay? player, like well, show that no. he, he just has to be. He just has to give them Produce. the highlights. As long as like he gives me, them the highlights that they want, he's gonna to be me, fine, bro. Zion does fifteen, eight, or fifteen and t- between fifteen points and like eight to ten rebounds. If he averages that, to me, that's a win. Like, oh, look, not he's not gonna give us Michael Jordan rookie year numbers. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless he's going oh. out and averaging twenty seven, he's like, not. It's not gonna matter. Like, he he's not giving LeBron numbers either. Like, well, I don't Le- think the LeBron ha- numbers weren't even that impressive, bro. You know, Michael Jordan is the one who's had the biggest rookie season, 27 fucking points. Who's averaging 27 fucking points in 2019? Nobody. Nobody's doing that shit. I just, I just thought Zion's ranking being ahead of Klay Thompson, and I know people are going to be like, well, Klay Thompson is going to be out for the year. I just think that's... Look, that's bro, the heat crap. is on, baby. Nah, the heat is on. We got it. You know what it is? It's because it's your team. Yeah, the heat like, is on, my brother. The like, heat is on, and it's time to get in the kitchen. You're cooking, boy. You tripping, bro. All he got to do is throw a couple balls off the backboard, Throw some 360s up there, and ESPN's going to be fine with it. That's this, all they want, bro, is the highlights. This, they don't care this about is, stats. This is, what it takes, this is what it takes to have a big-time program with a young core. You know, you're going to have to take the criticisms from the outside. Like, everyone wants everyone to fail in, in New Orleans. They want, yep, everyone it's wants like to fail. It's going to be like LeBron with them niggas, man. So, this, so they're, they're going to want to put the spotlight on Zion. What you got to do, and I know you do, and I know you do, and I trust them as well, I think that the Pelicans in house are going to be able to develop him and try and keep him out of harm's way. And I think the city is already in an understanding that we're not going to win titles this year. Hey, that's, so that's that's our thing. Like we know, like it, I think everyone who's a Pels fan, and maybe this is because, like you said, Schubert, I'm thinking of it from a Pels fan, and like right, that's I exactly what it to, is. I bought into David Griffin because I believe him, and it's like I think at most this team will be a eighth seed pushing for like like pushing for a seven seed and like if they do that that's a win for me but like i don't expect if they don't make the playoffs i still think that's okay as long as they're like fighting for it my thing is like i just i'm not expecting a lot from Zion. i'm expecting more from i want to see lonzo ball i want to see brandon ingram i want to see drew holiday how he leads this team like double sleeve lonzo like i'm more interested to see how the other pieces do and as long as zion looks right and doesn't look out of place I'm okay with it. You know what I am excited for though? That 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 uh that LeBron effect. Cleveland was not as bustling of a city as it was before he became a star. I want to see what kind of revenue goes into New Orleans. I want to see them fix some more motherfucking roads, all right? Because if the money, the money that <laughs> followed happened. LeBron, I forgot the numbers, but the the money that followed LeBron when he like about into his second or third year, the money that Cleveland started to Million. see was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. If that can happen for New Orleans, I need some more fixed roads. Like I said, this should be off air. They're not fixing the flooding, big dog. If you're scared of your car floating, I'm telling you right now, don't pay the note. That was what? the thing that that was the thing that I read that I was just completely <laughs> it just blew my mind. It was like, 
Oh, yeah, so we just pulled a car out of the pipes, and then we just realized that a lot of these pipes we haven't even, like, main, done maintenance on in, like, 22 years. I'm yeah, like, how bro, do you not know this? They're not doing that, bro. Look, man, look, if it got a note, let it float, baby. Come on, you tripping, <laughs> man. Listen, just fix the roads, and I'm excited to see what, what his impact does for that city because for such a football-oriented state, just like Cleveland, I mean, just like Ohio is, for the most part, it still is. This can really do some great things for the city of New Orleans. I'm really excited, can. bro. No, I'm excited to see Zion, too. That's my thing. I just don't want to put expect like, at bro, least... the expectations are going to be there, bro. No, no, Come I'm on, with you. Son. That's why, that's why, wait, let me say this. Expectations will be there from the outside, but for people who are Pels fans that listen to this They're podcast... They're not real Pell fans, bro. There's about to be a whole bunch of fake Pell fans out there, bro. If you are a say, real I'm Pels a Zion Williamson fan. Even if you're a Pels fan, do not feel alarmed if Zion doesn't start off super hot. If he does, good. But if he doesn't, do not be alarmed. I think we got until December before we can push the panic button. Like at at, at min, like well, I mean, that's, he, that's at I mean, he's got to be in the he's got to be in the dunk contest. Oh, gotta, I think he will be. I think he's got to be. And he's yeah, got to he be. not pull a LeBron on us. That that would be so gay. As long as he's as long as he's if he, if he's a bus talk around, then then he's not getting in the dunk contest. So I mean, like if, that's that's when we'll know. I mean, if he gets in the dunk contest, then we'll know that like he's moving the meter. Let's say like it by December. That's when we'll have a, a, a general idea of, like, should we start to worry? Not pushing the panic button, but should we start to worry? Because that's when it'll start to see. But I want to see how this Pels teams play because, like, to me, my whole thing is how do they get shooting? And, like, J.J. Redick, I know he's there. Josh Hart, I know he's there. But we also have another rookie, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nicolo Melli. Like, how does this team that we've built on the fly mesh together? And the good news is, They've all been at off at OTAs. Like uh, Alvin, yeah, everybody's this, been going. Yeah, Alvin Gentry said this is the first time in his coaching career that he's seen the whole team at at not it's at the non mandatory OTAs. It just shows the knit, tight knitness of this group. It shows the potential of this group, and it shows how much these Lakers players have bought in, and it shows how much Drew has got become a leader, and just everybody buying in, and it shows to what David Griffin has built. So, Pels fans, you guys should be excited because. I'm excited. Real quick, I'm, I I, t- I put this on Facebook, and I just wanted to say this on the pod. To me, Lizzo is not a rapper. Do we have any? Oh, that's a fact, bro. Nah, I yeah. seen it. I seen you read it, bro. Facts. No, do not at me. You are at no. Me. You can, at you can me, at me. Yeah, at me. Please at me. See these like, hands too. Tell me you what really you really want to fight about it. Lizzo is not a rapper. Lizzo is a pop star. Lil Nas X is not a rapper. Lil Nas. He X already is said that himself, though, so we don't gotta like, say it. I'm I'm just letting these people like because I've seen too many blogs and too many people posting about how Lizzo is a rapper and Lizzo herself posted how she thinks she's a rapper. Lizzo, baby girl. Yeah, there that's my problem. Is she a pop said something. Like there's like, girl, nothing, you're not a rapper. Stop. You're not a rapper. Like Meg the Stallion. Well, rapper. That goes that goes back to do you consider Blondie a rapper? Who's Blondie? Yeah, he got me messed with that one. Who's that? Oh. Who the hell okay. is Blondie? Blondie was this pop star in the 80s who was like the first white female rapper nope. in the white scene. Oh, I don't even know who she is. So she don't like, count, bro. She was probably it, on that. She's probably it, on Curtis Blow. It was on Hip Hop nah, Evolution, was, so you guys aren't watching Blow, it. She was on Curtis Blow. You guys aren't That's watching Hip Hop Evolution. That's no, uh, we not watching Hip Hop Evolution. Oh, I didn't even know they they came out with more seasons. I, didn't I got eight. I, I got went to one back now, nigga. I'm watching Succession in Righteous I, Gemstones. I got. I only eight. watched the first one. I didn't know they had another season of it. They got two. But oh, no, she look, I'm gonna check that out. But she's probably Curtis Blow. She don't count, bro. I Googled it. Pop rock, punk rock, dance rock, power pop. So that's oh, what Google yeah. is. 
I'm about to type in Lizzo, see what Google tells me, because Lizzo is not a rapper. Like, it's like, like when your friends come over and they say, then they start freestyling when y'all get high, and you're like, bro, you're not a rapper. You're trash. Stop Liz, it. Bro. Can we singer. just get high? <laughs> like, like I, I put Lizzo in the category of like Janelle Monet, like Missy Elliott, like Missy Elliott. The Elliott's bitch a plays the flute. You're not a rapper. You're not a rapper. I think I think saying that Missy Elliott isn't a rapper is more controversial than saying Lizzo isn't a rapper, right? No, oh, is, yeah. I was about to say Missy Elliott is a rapper, and that's yeah, why okay. I want to that's, that's a rapper for sure. Yeah. Missy Elliott is a rapper, but she did transition into pop. But she was a rapper. They all do. In the, yeah, At no, but she's 100% a pop star. <laughs> like, no questions asked. She is a pop star. She was on Good Morning America. Exactly. She's playing so. the flute. <laughs> Rappers don't play the flute on Good Morning America. <laughs> You're not a rapper. <laughs> she's not. She's this giant at me. pop star. That's <laughs> just what she is. All right, let's get to this week's fans' questions. The first one is from Jess. Jess says, sorry that this is long, but look, my boyfriend constantly gives me feedback and tells me harsh truths that hurt. Is this right? He constantly gives me feedback on how to be better, be it work, video games, whatever. Literally anything he says, I provide observational feedback as I see it. That's what he said. Says really hurtful things, but they are the truth. He says he doesn't care about my feelings if he's telling me the truth. Some of the things he said, my parents did a bad job raising me because I'm sheltered. can't function in normal society. Yes, my parents were well off and provided me with things that others don't have. He also said I'm a horrible person. He said this because I don't accept his feedback and get defensive. He says I'm psychologically messed up because I have anxiety. He says he's as a struggle perform. Well, he said he says he sees me struggle performing job functions, and it's frustrating to watch me struggle and fail. He says the behaviors exhibit are horrible, not receptive to feedback. He says, I behave like a child. I'm not sure about this. He says he only loves me sometimes. He says he's more oh, successful than me and wants to own a business one day, but can't gosh. do it with someone like me who has panic attacks. He says if I improve, the relationship will st- stabilize and we'll both be happy. But I'm I'm in the interim and I am going to be unhappy while he provides me with such truths and feedback. He's, he says he cares about me and wants me to be successful in life and not unsatisfied. He says he wants me to be on his level. He says is. Uh, no, is there any truth to what he says? Is he doing this because he cares about me and wants me to be better? I'm afraid if I leave him, everything he said will be true and I'll be unsuccessful and I'm unhappy. I'm really confused. Please help bros who think. Damn, Jess. Her name is Jess. Her name is Jess. Let me go first. Let me go first because y'all know I'm crazy. Jess, please leave this nigga. Okay? Because you talk about your parents failed you. His parents must have been two military brats. Who talks to people like that? Yeah. First of all, that's the only person I've ever heard say some shit like that. Your parents failed you. It's people who grew up in a military home. His parents were fucking nuts, okay? Clearly, he's trying to make you into something that you're not. Look, baby, there's a bunch of fuck-ups out here in the world. Join the party, baby. Look, it took me forever to graduate college. You think I feel any type of way? I don't give a fuck. Like, if he feels like you will fuck up, and you feel like you're doing something right in your life, don't let this psycho fucking game that he's playing with you talking about that uh, you need to step up your shit or the, the relationship is going to be, you know, yeah, going to deteriorate. Like, like, nigga, don't you talk to me like that, nigga. Like, yo, you should have left. Just put some bleach on his toothbrush or some, if I'm being honest. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker is out of his goddamn mind. And you... Uh, out of your mind for thinking that you deserve to be with somebody who talked to you like that. Yeah, Baby girl, what... get your shit together, pack your shit up, and, and get leave. the fuck on. 
Yeah, leave. Like, for him to say that, the one that fucked me up is he says that he sees he's more successful than me and wants to own a business, but he can't do it with someone like me because I have panic attacks. He says if I improve the relation, like, come on, girl. When he said that, you should have left. Yeah, like, panic attacks and, and anxiety, you can't fix that. Like, if you don't think you're going to be happy and you think you're going to be able to prove him wrong, like, you, it's not about how you fall, Jess. It's about how you get up. Like, I have failed plenty of times, and I've failed, new, like, at numerous times that I can't count and, like, I felt down and out. But the thing is, you just can't give up. Like, as long as you don't give up and you pick yourself up and you work hard, you'll be all right. Like, it'll be okay. You don't need this fuck boy. And plus, you need someone who's going to better you. Like, relationships right. are about building a team. And, like, you want someone who loves you and that can pick you up, not someone that tears he you down. talking to you like a fucking drill sergeant. Talking to you yeah, like, like, fuck, fuck like your, JV, your JV football coach that don't like you. Because when I read this, this hurt. You me. got an older brother who was better than you, and he see you come out there on the practice squad and you trash. Like it's fuck boys like this. This is crazy. It's fuck boys like this that give men bad names. Shuby, you you were pretty silent on this. How do you feel about what Jess has been told? Okay, so <laughs> um, what I you know what I think we need with some of these questions sometimes is that. Um, I want to know what her friends have been saying. Like, what, who are the people oh. around her telling her? Because, like, mm-hmm. how can you have been in the situation for so long and no one have ever been like, hey, like, you know, this is kind of fucked up. Like, maybe she, uh, did, maybe she hides it from her family. Because from us on the first glance, we like this is fucked up. I don't think it doesn't, Jess, it doesn't I don't think seem Jess like, is her real name. It doesn't seem like that. That that's something that is only a private thing. It seems like that's the kind of person whose personality would make mm-hmm. them do things like that in public. Like yeah. people that I've known, I've, I've known a few people who have been like this and their personality is more to call out idiots in public. So like, if he's the kind of guy who's calling out idiots in public and, and he thinks you're he's doing idiot. the same thing to you and calling you an idiot and saying that you need to do this, this, and this to be better then be like, be like, well, then you go find someone that's that as Good and don't try and build me because I don't want to like. Yeah, deal with that's your what I'm shit, saying. Right? Like, motherfucker, I ain't no creative player. You're not about to build me, nigga. Like, that is yeah. a good. This ain't no. This friends. ain't no build. This ain't no build a girl. Yeah, like, I wonder, like, I wonder what Jess's friends say. I want. I don't think. I. I hope he doesn't do this in front of her parents because if he did, then Jesus. Nah, he wouldn't do it. No, not no, probably not, not her parents, parents, but definitely her friends. Though she made a sure. good point about the friends thing. Yeah, she. De- he definitely must be doing that in front of her friends. Yeah, Jess, you gotta leave this guy. He, he, he's the kind of guy that I can imagine. Like, she's with her friends at like the bar or something, and her he friend makes says, and her friend like says something like, "The capital of uh, Louisiana is New Orleans," and that person's like, "You're such a, you're such a f, like f an idiot. Like, how do you not know that Baton Rouge is the capital of Louisiana? Like shit like that, yeah." Yeah. See. I, I would I would just think like damn shit, that's pretty dumb but like I wouldn't say that out well, no loud. but I mean like I'm talking about the kind of person that would be like wow I can't believe you think you actually thought that like you're stupid like, there's people who are like that I've been around oh yeah people I, who I, are I, like I met, that. I met oh, yeah no like I know that. people like that yeah. for sure no for sure they, they exist and they single most of them that I know like that is single yeah single is single yeah so Jess find somebody better like don't worry about this guy like in if you leave him, prove him wrong. Show him, like, how, like, use this as motivation to show this nigga, like, nah, I'm, I'm going to be more successful than you, nigga. And I'm going to find me a good man who loves me and then dicks me down the way I want. Do your thing, oh, girl. Okay, okay. Do your, like, Shit. brother, I'm, I'm appealing to the female audience. Like, my you gotta, fault, bro. Yeah, be get honest, that Jess. My fault. Like, go get, go get it, <laughs> sis. That's what, like, come on, man. We're appealing. Like, we're trying to, try to take this to the next level. Yes. You know what's funny? <laughs> 
I actually, you know, because not at, most of my close knit friends don't like we've been over. We've already said most of my close knit friends don't really, you know, listen to our pod just yet. But one of them did, and she said to me, "We need to appeal to the." The female, female audience a lot more. Yeah, that's exactly that's the Yo. only close knit friend that's given me feedback, and that was the feedback. Go get that dick, sis. Like we are for we are for the ladies. All right, next up we got from this guy. He put his name is Young Boy. He is 15 years old. Look, oh, young boy, shit. we got some we got some advice for you, brother. He's a 15 year old. He says he's confused about this girl's feelings. Last week she said I was cute, and I thought the same. So I told her. Yesterday I got her in to get to know her, and she was very short with her answers. I DM'd her, and she's been very short with me. I've I've had to ask all the questions, and she doesn't seem interested. Am I reading into this too much, or is she really not into me? And did she not think I was cute, young boy? Yeah, I remember being this age and th- like it's crazy that he has to deal with Instagram and shit about this. But like I remember being like, bro, girls me are trash, bro. <laughs> girls are trash, young boy. Young boy, if you got to put in all that effort, bro, I'm telling you, there's a girl out there that all you got to do is tell her she's beautiful in, in first period one time, and she's going to be ready to give them cheeks up by fourth period, bro. <laughs> I don't need you to waste your energy chasing some bitch because she's the baddest bitch, all right? Because there's a couple of mid, you got some, you got the mid out there. I ain't asking you to go for the Reggie. They got some mid out there, though. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. just, yeah, get that, bro. Go ahead and get that. Don't be chasing that exotic shit. If you got to put in, if you got to throw your back out trying to get it, it ain't worth it, baby. Also, if, if you're it. asking her all the questions and, like, she doesn't seem interested, if you feel like she doesn't feel in- interested, that's your gut telling you that, young boy. Exactly. Your, your gut's usually not wrong. Like, she just might not be, like, the personality that suits you. Like, she just might be a bland person. Also, it could be because we're in this generation and you're a new age kid, so I don't want to, I'm not, like, like, I'm 25, so, like, you know, I'm not that much, I'm 10 years older than you, so. Yeah, you say that Yeah. Like, so look, <laughs> young boy, she just might not be good at talking, like, well, no, they should be good at talking over the internet. Yeah, no, they yeah, should be Yeah, I was about, nah, to, I was about to give them Come the... on, bro. What you I, saying, Schubert? Okay, so, you know, <laughs> young boy, teenage girls are dumb. I knew yeah, he was going to say something like that. That's why he was talking slow. And, <laughs> like, you got to understand that <laughs> they'll just say games. shit like, I, oh, you're cute, and they don't mean that. They're <laughs> they just, just be like talking. saying, literally, he's talking. Right. Like they're just talking, like and like you just can't read into that stuff like too much because like that's just what they do. They just walk around. They want to hold your hand on the way to third period, but they don't want your. D. And that's be- but you they know, just want to like hold it's your because hand they're trying on the to make somebody period, else jealous. Just being flirty. Yeah, there was somebody yeah. they saw that they were trying to make jealous. And you don't even know who the other dude is. You might you may just have gym with this dude. And he might he might not have any other class with you. He just you might just have gym with him. But she walks, he walks past y'all on your way to third period, but you don't know that because you don't know who the fuck he is. There there is one creature that will no one will ever understand is the teenage girl. So it's you know, you're 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 dealing with you're you're dealing with something that is really hard to understand, but you just gotta navigate the waters of high school and that's just the way it goes, man. You'll have these situations, yeah. but you gotta I'm have sorry. the thick skin to know that when you know if it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, you just gotta let it go, move on to the next go. one because yeah. you're young. Yeah, that's the thing, young boy. Like I've been with girls who just like I've been I was chasing and like they didn't want they didn't want me, but like they would lead me on and it was like, yeah, no. Um, or some girls would say maybe you just couldn't take a hint, and maybe that's the case. Who knows? But my like, like once I realized that, like once I realized what Schubert said, you just let it go and you keep moving on until you find some. And then once you and let me tell you the, the 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 fucked up thing, but it's true, young boy. Once you hook up with one in high school, 
Nine times out of ten, you hook up with another and another and another just for the fact that other girls see, oh, he's a commodity. And I know that's not how high school should work, but it kind of is. Yeah, that shit is whack, bro. And honestly, bro, if you chasing her, uh, you know, honestly, we're going to be we're going to be keeping a buck. She, y'all 15, bro. Don't waste your time, bro, because the pussy is trash right now. She don't know how to do nothing, bro. She don't know how to do nothing, bro. Don't waste your time, young boy. Because you're going to be doing missionary out here on your nun shit, all right? Don't waste your time with these young bitches, man. Brooklyn with these young bitches, bro. Trash, bro. Young boy is 50. Young boy just trying to go finger in the movie theater, bro. Bro, young boy is trying to get it, bro. We in the South. I don't trust none of these bitches, bro. I be talking to girls. I remember when I was bartending. These bitches be at the bar talking crazy. Talking about they lost their virginity in eighth grade. We, we, wait, matter of fact, we ain't talking about this. We <laughs> no, you about right. this too. Yeah, these bitches right. lost their virginity the, the summer going into eighth grade. I mean, the summer after eighth grade going into ninth grade. Like, as if this was like becoming a woman. Like, you got to lose this shit before you get to high school. Like, what kind of thottery are you bitches teaching each other? Huh? Young yeah, boys, I mean, that was the these thing. These bitches like, the older I got and the more, like, people people I learned and, like, talked about, like, their experiences, I was like, how the... I, when I was 12 years old, I was not even thinking about having sex with someone. And people were having sex? Like, what? Bro, this shit is, like, I, I don't know where it is in the South, but it's somewhere in the South that little girls are telling other little girls that a rite of passage for you to go to high school is to lose it the summer before you get there. Because these bitches is out here... Dropping that, getting this dick dropped off, and half the time it's a dirty ass senior. And I'm like, boy, you about to be 18 this school year. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it if could, I was a could. cop, I would arrest so many. I would just set these niggas up and just, you want to know, got an ass all up. It could go back to that southern precedent of, uh, oh man, I got to get married and have a family when I'm like 22. So I got to be a hope 13. Let's get it. My thing, I, funny you say that. I knew an eighth grader who dated a senior. Like, ooh. Bro, I, I, I've known like three or four girls that. Shout out to Como, man. Like, y'all bitches is disgusting, man. Like, this don't make no sense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm not going to say that. I got to keep Damn, up. called them out. <laughs> Shoot, bro. Yeah, bro. Look, and they know who they are. They been hoes. They still hoes. And <laughs> if you're dating one, you got some issues, big dog. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Young boy. Don't waste your time with these these bitches, man. I'm telling you, she she's sending you the, the dry vibes, bro. That's it, bro. It's done. It's slow for that. <laughs> yeah, let that go, young boy. All right, the next one we have is from T. So I want to thank T for sending this and asking us this question. So shout out to you, T. I have a crush on my best friend. She likes me back, but acts like I'm an asshole if I try anything. Uh, drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it, bro. Drop it, bro. Drop it, bro. She admitted to my face that she likes me back and can't imagine a future with me. I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I broke up with my boyfriend of three and a half years two weeks ago. So this is a lesbian relationship. I don't want to rush into anything, but I'm up for physical relations to see where it goes. Nope. Older this. The day after I broke up with my boyfriend, we got drunk and she went down on me. It was amazing. But whenever I try to do anything with her again, she pushes me away. She acts like I'm being an asshole when I try to start anything. She keeps saying uh, she's pushing me away because she doesn't want to get emotionally attached to me. But she clearly likes me and gives off such mixed signals. We will cuddle, play with each other, uh, hair, do other stuff. I'm not going to say the word she said because hey. I'm not, Just because, yeah. Hey. But, it's lit, bro. Yikes. Shout out but, to T, man. It's, lit. <laughs> it's very confusing to me why she keeps doing this. It seems like she all she does is insult me and put me down. She makes me feel so bad about myself, but also the best I felt 
in a while. And today she said something very, very hurtful. We were in her room and she said, whenever I feel sad, I have options. Like there's a guy at college that would probably be into me, but he's gross. So no. So I was like, haha, I don't have any options to which she was like, yeah, you literally don't unless you went to a club and pulled, but you can't go home because you live with your parents and you can't afford a hotel. So, and it just hurt to realize that I'm so alone and I feel so unloved and I'm confused to why she acts like she does. I like her so much, but she's an asshole. What do I do, bros who think? Why is she acting like this? How do I, t- how do I get her to be honest? Ooh, T. I, mean, I, I was, I was going to say, like, you know, if you're going to br- break the friend th- fr- threshold, don't do it. You already broke it. It's broken. Yeah. You, yeah, you ain't friends broken. no more. Yeah, like, it's, you know, it's fucked up, bro. It's fucked got, up. This, the dynamic is done. Yeah. So you got to figure out what this is going to be now. If this is going to be like a relationship or if this is going to be like, you know, friends with benefits because like that's what it has evolved into now. There's no going back from from where you are now. It seems because like it's her been feelings like, are already there. Yeah, and, and both ways too. You know, and my thing is, she might not be. She might not be because she said she has like all these other options of boys. She might not be, and, and like I don't know anything about this, but she just might not be ready to be in an open relationship with another woman. That may be the case, and if that's the case, don't chase her. You go find someone that wants to be with you, girl. Like do your thing, lady. Go find someone who's who's happy to be out and open with you. Like don't mess with don't mess with her if she's trying to stay like that. You know what I mean? But or if you want to help her, help her. But like I I just don't know how well those situations work. You know what I mean? And the my situation is, is a terrible idea. It's a yeah, terrible idea. I've known like at least six girls who had a gay best friend or you know a friend that was you know searching the other side trying to see what's going on and they broke up it always happens the same way somebody breaks up with somebody and they're feeling vulnerable and they do something and then they regret it instantly the next day when they're sober she does not want to pursue this leave it alone and if you keep pursuing it your friendship is just gonna yeah it's gonna get even more broken yeah Yeah. if you value as a friend you might as well just Go find you someone else. If she don't want to be with you, just be like, oh, okay, cool. And then you start telling her, like, oh, I'm going to be with somebody else and see how she responds then. Like, don't just act all sad, like, oh, yeah, I don't have no one else. No, tell her, like, oh, there's I'm going to get some dick, sis. Yeah, oh, I'm going to get some dick or I'm going to get some pussy. Whichever one you want, sis. Like, whatever's for you. Go tell her, yeah, this bad bitch went down on me the other day. Sis was popping, yo. Like, or this nigga put it in my ass. Like, whatever. <laughs> Up for you, girl. Do your thug fizzle tea, but let this bitch know that you got options too. Yeah, that was a bad move by yeah, saying you ain't got nobody. It. That was that was a real bad move. Like fuck that's that. desperate. Nobody likes don't somebody this, being desperate. Don't let this bitch take advantage of you just because you nice to her. Like I, I, I've been that nigga in the friend zone where you get out the friend zone and the bitch don't eat. Like nah, that's a hard road to go down. And then when you start dating them, it just gets even harder. Like it's a, that's it's why a I don't do it, bro. And yeah, I once in my life and it's shit. the worst. Like, it is the worst. Like, Schubert knows I was crazy, bro. Schubert, Schubert Well, met- I mean, and, and I've done it, too, which is what I'm saying. Like, that's why I responded to it so quickly. Like, what I've learned is that, you know, when you have a situation where you're friends with someone and, you know, you want to... And, I mean, like, you know, I, I've, gotten, I've, I've, I've been in cases where, like, you can maybe kiss and get away with it and still be, like, friends. But, I mean, like, if you sleep with each other, you've broken it, man. Like, you know, there's... And especially if you've expressed feelings... Then, yeah. like, it, then, then, then yeah, it's all no done. Back like, there's no it. going back. Like, it's just gonna it, unravel on its own. The worst part is when you tell that person, like, that you that you have feelings, but they just want to keep you in the friend zone, and you try being friends with them, and it's like, nah, there's it's no, no going bro. back. There's no, like, yeah, there's no going like, back. You know, you like them. Like, yes, you want to keep them as a friend, but you want more than that, and they don't want that from you. It's hard as a human being to look at that 
any dip like it's hard to stay and be friends with that person and also on the other side because i've like i've said i've been a recipient of this they might feel bad for you and want to date you and then like you have to deal with that whole is she dating me because she doesn't want me to lose my friendship or is like that's a whole situation yeah yeah like that's a whole situation you don't want to be in t trust trust d wits when he tells you like trust all of us bro because i'm going through this right now and I, 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 it was, it hurt so bad. It hurts, yeah, it man. hurt so bad, bro. But I had to tell her just how it is, bro. I've been friends with her and her family, right, for 15 years, y'all. There's no way. I told Ooh. her no. I told her no. I said, there's no, like, we kissed, and then that was it. And then that was just like, see, this is something we can still salvage it because we were both drunk. It happened. All right. But then the next day, she was talking, like, started texting me, giving me all the, you know, she'd been throwing hints at me. You know, almost our entire friendship, and I've been acting like I didn't see him. I seen him. I told her, like, growing up in the Bronx, her parents they left the Bronx and they moved out to Long Island, and they, you know, did better for their family than what they, you know, they provided for. I looked up to them as a kid. There's no way I'm sleeping with their daughter. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, your dad is gonna be at my wedding. Your That's- dad. And, and your mom is gonna be at my wedding, all right? And see, I'm not talking about it from being from, from the friend side of it, like being the friend that puts the other person in the friend zone. Oh well, like, no, I've been, I've been the other, I've been that person. That's why I know that me having to do it hurt, hurt because I've done it. I mean, people have done it to me. So yeah, it no, hurt and that's me what I'm so saying. Like, fucking bad to do. And that that's shit. my thing. Like that's what I'm saying. Like from the other side, I like I was just talking about it from like the perspective of like being the person in the friend zone. But like that's why I said from the other side, it's just as hard because they might just get with you just. Be- because they're your friend and they don't want to hurt you. So it's like, it's fucked for everybody. Like, that, that, that friend zone shit sucks, man. Like, it's just, if one of you don't feel that, y'all need to just be honest and, like, either move on or, like, because like, I don't know what you do at that point. Yeah, once it's, but at this point, since they open slept with each other, I think yeah. she's just going to have to, like, you know, count her days for as long as this friendship lasts. But it's, it's, it's about to be over. Yeah, just, just be, it, it'll be all right, T. Go find you somebody and- new, girl. Yeah, I was just gonna say. In my opinion, the the friendship's over. You just gotta figure out what this is now and what it's gonna be in the future. I guess there's no friendship. Yeah, this shit is done, bro. So sorry, sorry, sorry for you, T. But we appreciate all you guys' questions. Thank you, T. Thank you, young boy, and thank you, Jess. It was super dope. Jess, fuck that nigga. My fault. (laughs) (laughs) But they can find you at on social media. Y'all can follow me on all social medias at where Brooklyn at. And that's Brooklyn with a Q, baby. Not a K. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this is the ad for this podcast. Just if you are an anime fan and you want to see hashtag anime talk live, get your tickets today to AVC Anime Fest. You can get your tickets today at Ticketmaster, at the Cajun Dome box office, or at AVCAnimeFest.com. Me and Chris are planning something super, super special for you anime fans out there. And we're going to give you guys something that you really, really will enjoy. We have an hour-long panel from 12 to 1, October 19th. Again, get your tickets to AVC Anime Fest today, either at Ticketmaster.com, AVCAnimeFest.com, or at the Cajun Dome box office. But let's get into Bros Who Ball. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second segment of the Bros Who Think podcast. This is Bros Who Ball. Adam Schubert is joining me as always, but joining me as well, the other co-host of Bros Who Ball, Julian Navar. Julian, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing fine, man. I'm ready to get the show. We've been, re- been waiting for the show all week since I watched football Sunday, <laughs> so I'm ready to get it. We had a good week of football, man. Real quick, I want to ask you, you guys, before we get, because there's a lot of NFL stuff to talk about. 
I want to get both of you guys' opinion on Jim Harbaugh and what we feel. I'll start with Schubert. Schubert, tell me, is is it Harbaugh's fault? You predicted him to to, to lose that game. It, do we blame him, or or is it a product of just him not having the right team right now? What do you think the problem is with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan? The one thing I want to say before I start with that is Wisconsin played great. I think their defense is really strong. Jonathan Taylor, as I said in the a couple weeks ago, I think is a Heisman contender. And I think Wisconsin is, in my opinion, the favorite to win their division in the Big Ten. So we'll probably see what happens in the Big Ten championship. I think they do play Ohio State in the regular season, which will be really interesting. Um, but I like Wisconsin. But anyway, with Harbaugh, I think that it is his fault in that he didn't properly go through the cha- the proper channels of interviewing someone before they hire them to be their offensive coordinator and completely revamp and change their offense and that he has no control over. So I think that was a problem. It was an experiment that they tried that just did not work. But at the end of the day, if you're Michigan, I don't think that you get rid of him because there's nothing you're going to get better than Jim Harbaugh at the moment. And Jim Harbaugh is going to get you, you know, nine to 10 wins, which is better than the, what they were before. It's, it's like, if you want to compare it to the SEC, do you want to be the Georgia or the Florida or the, you know, Auburn of your division, or do you want to be the Mississippi state, the, uh, the Kentucky, the Tennessee, well, when Tennessee was better, not with Tennessee now, because <laughs> they're terrible and trash. Uh, but that's that's what you got to think about if you're Michigan. I think if you're a Michigan fan, you don't, you know, jump off a cliff yet because you know Jim Harbaugh is your guy. You got to ride with, ride or die with Jim Harbaugh at the moment, and you never know what could happen in the future. He does good with recruiting. I think that the people want to go play for him. He could bring in someone. Better. I thought that Dylan McCaffrey would have been that guy, but Dylan McCaffrey obviously is not making any any kind of big waves at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I think part of the blame is the, for Josh Gad is part of the blame is for Jim Harbaugh. Um, I think their defense is playing really well, and um, yeah, that's the I I don't know what what's going to come for the rest of the season for Michigan because I don't like their chances in a lot of the games that they have to come. Uh, but I don't think that you need to get rid of Jim Harbaugh after one bad season, after a failed experiment. Yeah, and pull the plug, Julian. Yeah. Do you, you're you're one of those guys who like Jim Harbaugh within the pro level. How do you? What's your take on it? Should he stay in college? Should he go back to the pros? Or do you think he can salvage this Michigan thing? You know, I I would love to see him try to salvage the Michigan thing, because at the end of the day, he is a good coach. He's proven that he's been a good coach in college at Stanford. And he's proven that he's been a good coach in the NFL level. I think he's more of a pro coach, given his personality and, and you know how abrasive he can be. But um, as far as Michigan, those players, you look at that game, Jim Harbaugh has always been about toughness. And that didn't, his players, even they were down 14 to zero. I think Wisconsin is better, but that's a Big Ten rivalry. There was no reason. It was 35-0, to zero, and then, Michi- then Michigan got 14 garbage time points. But I don't – you could just tell with that team, they were just out of it the whole game. They were completely beaten. And Jim Harbaugh has always been about tough, man. He was tough. He was tough at Stanford, and he was very tough in the NFL. That 49ers defense is all about toughness. They want to go in and kill you. Yeah. And that Michigan team, for some reason, doesn't have it. I'm not saying that Jim Harbaugh has lost his edge. 
I just think he belongs in the pro level with professional players because I think he relates to them better given his personality. As far as you were saying, like, you know, should he have another chance and salvage a season? The good thing for him is college coaches, good college coaches don't grow in trees like you think. And then on top of that, it's very hard to recruit at Michigan. Hey, come to Michigan. It's freezing cold. Yeah. You know, only thing Michigan has going for him is their name, Michigan. Um, I think this season, I don't want to say it's done, but it's kind of showed through Army and Wisconsin. If you can run the ball, you can run through that team. And the Big Ten football is all about running balls. And kudos to Wisconsin. I was watching that game in the offensive formations. All college teams, they always run the shotgun. No one gets in the eye formation anymore. Wisconsin was mixing up everything. They catered to their running back, and it truly showed as they ran right through Michigan's defensive line. So so defensive-wise for a run game, Michigan is not with it. So I think they kind of gave a blueprint to other teams on how to beat them and weaken the team. So I I hope Jim Harbaugh could bounce back from this maybe next year. But if, if it doesn't work next year, He's probably going to have to go. He hasn't beaten Ohio State. Urban Meyer isn't there. This is going to be a real big test for him this year. That's the thing with that I feel that Michigan fans think, like, no Urban Meyer, this is your division to lose. And, like, this year, like Super said, you can give him a break for this year because it's an experiment. But if he comes in next year and doesn't at least beat Ohio State and produce results, he, I don't see him staying. Like, I, there's no way I see I him staying. I do think there. he could be in a lot of trouble if he once again loses to Ohio State and Michigan State because he hasn't had a good record against Michigan State either, which is pretty terrible if you're Michigan. Yeah, you know? no, you're, that's true. <coughs> so, but that's all I want to ask you guys, your opinions on Michigan and, and, and Jim Harbaugh. Real quick, Julian, I know you had some thoughts on LSU. Give the people what you're thinking about LSU, about how – it's not necessarily what it seems, and I, I want to hear your take. In which, in which, because you, you, you texted me right when you were watching the game, you're oh. like, "I got something to say about LSU." So I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, let's go. Um, I think this LSU offense is great, pass game wise, because we've never seen it before. We've never seen LSU go out in trips formation and do all these crazy things. They've always been under center, running the ball like crazy. So it's it's breath of fresh air. It's brand new. But since it's so brand new, it's a breath of fresh air. We seem to forget what made LSU always great in the SEC regardless of, you know, losing Alabama all the time and things like that. LSU always ran the ball effectively, and they have not done that at all this year. Every year, LSU has always had a premier back with a big name, Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis. Now, if you ask a regular subpar LSU fan, which they're full of out there, you ask them who's a running back, and they're going to pause for a second, and then they realize, we don't really have that much of a running game. We're just passing. And it's starting to look like Big 12 football. Now, everybody wants to criticize the defense, but – you can't blame a defense because the defense is not on because the defense is on the field much longer than they used to be. The offense gets on the field. They score in two seconds. OK, the defense does does not get much of a break at all. Back then, whenever you have an established run game, and you can control the clock like the Baltimore Ravens, you know, and other teams that you could see. Alabama used to do this, which is why their defense and LSU is always the top. They will control the clock on offense with a mixture of passing and running. And the defense will get an enough enough time to rest, relax, figure out a game plan, and figure out what to do. Since then, LSU hasn't had that luxury. Their defense hasn't had that luxury. As you can see during, during that Texas game, if you watch that Texas game and you start to think, you realize you barely saw the LSU offense. Yes, you saw a lot of points on the board, but you really just saw the defense on the field. And you're wondering, why is the defense burnt out? Why are they tired? Because they can't get off the field because LSU is scoring in two seconds because they haven't established an effective run game. So I think coming As- forward... 
And Coach O has mentioned that, too, they need to get the run games up. You know, we're scoring so well on offense. Like, you know, it's not about putting as much putting that much points on the board. You you got to control the clock. You got to give your defense a rest, especially during this time of year when it's hot. And whenever you get to the tougher SEC competition where you actually have defensive backs that could guard your uh, athletic receivers like Jamar Chase. You, you're gonna, and, and now with Marshall out for a few weeks, you're going to have to really establish that run game. So I'm waiting to see that within the next few weeks because I feel if they can't establish that run game to what somewhat of what I'm used to seeing, it's not going to be as pretty as people think it will be. Yeah, against the Floridas, against the Alabamas. That, that's going to be interesting to see. The as well Auburns as we don't really have... stepped up the, over the weekend, you know? Yeah, no, true. Oh, Auburn's and, and, good. And on y'all's point yeah, as well Auburn's as... defense. LSU doesn't have the defensive depth that it used to have. And so if, if it's always on the field, you're keeping those same guys on and they're getting tired and we see they're getting tired and injured. No divinity. Shaysong has to come back. It's a lot of stuff this LSU defense has to deal with on top of being on the field all the time. It's going to be interesting to see how the SEC pans out because you're right. Auburn does look good and Bo Nix is kind of fitting into place slowly but surely. So it, it, it's, And Georgia's not looking bad either. So yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this SEC matches up. But let's get to the I, NFL. I have, oh, you got something to say, Shubert? Well, not, not, it's this kind of an NFL thing too. I think I know where Jake Fromm is gonna land in the draft next year. Wait, wait, think, oh, let's see. I think he's gonna be a Chicago Bear. God, Ooh, so. get rid of old so. Mitch. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about so. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Look, I didn't even plan on it, but he, M- Mitch is just he. That game that he don't be he threw fooled those by that game. Yeah, that's what I'm we saying. Can talk he about was, Mitch. We can it was talk about drag route. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. We're done talking about Mitch. He can't throw. What you see is what you get. He won't get better. That's all we need to say about Mitch. Mitch. Next topic. Khalil Mack is the offense and the defense. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. They create offense. <laughs> well, let's talk about some NFL teams that. that we definitely want to talk about. Let's start with the Saints Seahawks. I'm gonna start with Julian because Teddy Bridgewater is your guy. What'd you see from Teddy, man? Teddy came out. He controlled the game. He looked good in this game. What'd you think of the Saints win versus Seahawks, thirty-three to twenty-seven? I thought the Saints win was great. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it defined what Sean Payton really was, which is one of the top NFL coaches in this league, and he proved it. Also, thought Teddy Bridgewater, who is a proven Pro Bowl starter, um, that he can play quarterback in this league. He just needed, you know, a full week of preparation. On top yeah. of that, given the odds against what, what he had, I mean, they were on the road for two weeks because they didn't go back to New Orleans. They stayed on the West Coast to get Ackerman to West Coast time. They were in Seattle for an extra week. But Teddy Bridgewater got a whole week to play and got first week starting reps. The game was sloppy. It was raining, and it was a run game. It was a heavy run game. And whenever you have inclement weather like that, you're supposed to run the ball well. And what do the Saints do? They run the ball well. So it doesn't. I knew the Saints were going to go in there and make it competitive. I, I believe they were going to win, you know, but it doesn't surprise me that they won. It surprises other people. It didn't surprise me at all. Teddy Bridgewater could play. Sean Payton can coach. What's new? See, and they got, you know, the Saints. The Saints went ahead, and uh, the special teams gave them something. Yeah. And the defense gave them something. That's all they needed. Now, next week it's going to be a little bit tougher. Even though they're at home, it's going to be a little bit tougher. But it doesn't surprise me that Teddy Bridgewater came out there and played. He, him and Drew Brees are so much more similar than people give him credit to be. You know, oh, he's not Drew Brees, so he can't do this. They, they both don't have a big arm. They both throw the short pass. Teddy Bridgewater may hold the ball a little bit longer, but he doesn't have the experience that Drew Brees has. Just give it time. Watch over the next four or five weeks, Teddy Bridgewater is going to prove why he's going to be a future starter for the Saints. 
100%. And I think the defense did very, very well. More, And they did – what Sean Payton did so well was – people always like to say he's an offensive guru, but let's give credit to the special teams coaches and in, in, in the way that they, they did everything, forcing Morstead to punt it deep down the field. Morstead won uh, special teams player of the week. Controlling the field, talking about how – he he used more than just the clock. He used more than just his players. He controlled the length of the field that they always had to go. Seattle always had to take it 70-plus yards every time they started their drive, which helped New Orleans' odds. The Seahawks were always pushed back on their side. The Saints' defense did a damn good job. And shout-out to Deontay Harris, who they've been talking about all season long for special teams ever since training camp, him coming out, getting a touchdown on a punt return. When was the last time the Saints had somebody like that? But to me, the guy that's super important in this game, Alvin Kamara, it just shows that he's the guy who makes this team go. Pay that man his money. 16 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown, nine receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. He is the real deal, and he deserves every penny that he gets, and he's the reason why the Saints go for me. Schubert, what's your take on the Saints-Seahawks game? I tweeted it today. It was a retweet of the Teddy Bridgewater speech in the locker room. If you're a Saints fan and you don't you don't see how Teddy Bridgewater could possibly be the future of the Saints and how Teddy Bridgewater keeps you in the game over Taysom Hill because I still hear people talking about Taysom Hill. Yeah, I'm with you it, on that. I'm not it, with the Taysom Hill wave. You, like, you, you got to understand that Teddy Bridgewater is the, go- the quarterback for this time when Breeze is gone and could possibly show you in the next few weeks that he's the quarterback for the future of the, for the Saints. So, you know, I'm... I think that this helps a lot of people get all in on Teddy Bridgewater for the for the next few weeks. I think that winning this game definitely gives him a cushion going into yeah. the Cowboys game. No expectations there. Sunday Night Football, they definitely want him to perform. It's a home game. Of course, the fans are going to want to win, but I don't think they're going to you know, want to— Call wanna, for his head if he loses. Yeah, they're going to call for his head if he loses this game. And then when you got— uh, the next few games coming up are Tampa Bay, who's not playing their best, Jacksonville with Garner Minshew. I think the Saints are going to handle that. And um, uh, the Cardinals with Murray. The Saints and should handle it. See, I we think were the Saints the will Saints handle that, were, too. We thought they would have went 3-3, three and three, but now it's looking like they can go potentially 5-1. Yeah, 5-1, and 4-2. They have a good well, shot at I that. I was saying 4-2. Yeah. And two. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I think they're going to split one with the uh, Buccaneers. Ooh, okay, okay. So yeah, Vikings are, are dangerous right now or later in the season. But you think they'll split one? Word up! Well, I'm excited for the Saints, man. Who that? We'll be excited for. We'll talk about more about the game this week in a little bit. Let's jump to. I want to go to Schubert real quick. Yo, Shuby, Danny Dimes, brother. Shout out to Joe Button for for making Daniel Jones's nickname in all of the sports world just Danny taking Dimes. it and running with. It. They named him that because of Danny Dimes from Takashi Six Nine's real name is Daniel Hernandez, and and Joe Button was like, oh yeah, Takashi Danny Dimes dropping dimes on people, snitching. But your Danny Dimes is dropping bombs. Twenty three yard, twenty three out of thirty six attempts for three hundred thirty six yards, two touchdowns, and he had two rushing touchdowns. Schubert, uh, well, first let me say this, Daniel, I apologize for my comments I made pre draft. You've shown you deserve to be in this league. The question of you being a franchise quarterback that's still yet to be seen, but I definitely want to apologize for my harsh comments in the beginning. Schubert, has he changed your opinion on the Giants going forward? I'm definitely excited about Danny, uh, you know, Danny, and moving into that new era. You know, Daniel Jones gives the Giants a new spark, and I think that was seen. I definitely want everyone in Giants Nation, you know, Big Blue Nation, to pump the brakes a little bit because it was the Buccaneers, 
And, you know, people want to think that this was part of the grand rollout scheme to have Daniel Jones start against the Buccaneers and not the Cowboys. But I'm not going to give the Giants that much credit. Uh, I think that Daniel played a really great game. I think he showed that he is a rookie quarterback doing a lot more with his legs and with his arm. At the end of the day, those touchdowns that he got on the ground are great, but we want them to be passing touchdowns. That's kind of what you expect out of your franchise quarterback. I, you know, He won here or there. I think that his decision at the end to run up the middle, like that was a really good call. But anyway. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, you know, I – I've, I'm confident in, Dan, in Daniel Jones. I think the Giants are, too, moving into the era. I think what is really exciting with that is now we're going to enter the draft with no expectation to draft a quarterback. So let's say if the season goes as we expect and not too well, we get into the top 10, we can either have an, a really crazy trade that benefits us or we can get a, a player that's one of the top of their position. I definitely think that you know O-line and receiver – are definitely interesting if Odell Beckham was still a giant. I huh, think that this, could, been. this could be a really interesting team, but I wouldn't go calling the Giants a playoff team right now. Yes, yeah, uh, but especially losing Saquon for eight weeks, I think that would have been really great for the progression of Daniel Jones. But uh, now Wayne Gallman is going to take it over, and Wayne Gallman performed at Clemson. He won a he won a national championship, so good on him. I just picked him up in my fantasy league, just seeing if he's going to. Step See up. if he's going to step up and get some points because new rookie quarterback, you're going to want to run the ball a little bit. Wayne Gallman, he may be soon. someone you want to pick up in the fantasy leagues, people. 100%. Uh, let's Before we get to Browns and talk about Odell and his squad, before we get to Browns-Rams, because Julian's a, a Cam guy and a Panthers guy, I want to ask him this question. With Kyle Allen going 19 for 26, 261 yards, four touchdowns, and in the last, I believe, eight or ten games, the only two wins have come from Kyle Allen. Julian, is Cam's time in Carolina done? I think it's time in Carolina. Uh, I think it's done, unfortunately. But it doesn't mean he doesn't have a place somewhere else. I really don't think he should have started the season, considering he was hurt in preseason. He shouldn't have played in preseason at all. And then he comes, and you can hate Cam all you want. I know you don't, but, you know, for those Cam haters out there, you can't tell me that he wasn't injured. For a quarterback to be in the NFL and not throw accurately, 10 yards, you, you have to be able to tell something's up. Either they're sh- super old and can't, shouldn't be in the NFL or, you know, they're hurt. And everyone knew that Cam was hurt. He plays hurt all the time, so people take it for granted. But he was seriously injured, and he really shouldn't have started the season. I understand that the uh, Carolina Panthers wanted to start him against the Rams because that was a big game. It was a home opener. And so, you know, I 100% understand that. But he really should have – this is the problem. These teams, they care about money so much and certain things, they rush people back like Andrew Luck. Yeah. You know, and, and things like that. with Kevin Durant in the NBA. Exactly. You could have went 0-2 or 0-3 and, and still have your season okay. You're in a division where whatever team goes 9-7 and seven is probably going to go to – is probably yeah. going to win a division, you know. So they should have just rested Cam and made sure he was 100% well. Any, but as far as him being done with Kyle, you know, Kyle Allen has his time to prove himself. I think he will. I think he's pretty good. He was one of the top rated quarterbacks coming out of high school. So it shows that he has some talent. It wouldn't surprise me if it's his era now, but it doesn't mean a team, you know, someone like who say, uh, I was going to say Minnesota. Minnesota, but like, I, look, know, I was going to say another North team because Schubert said Jake Fromm going to the Bears. Yeah. Yo, no, or Cam, the Bears. Could you, Cam, could Cam you go to the Bears? Bears. 
Hey, look, if, if they want to start Kyle Allen, Cam shouldn't even think nothing of it. That means he has a whole year to get healthy. Yeah, okay. True. And a healthy Cam, there's no telling what can happen. That's all I got to say. So I still think I'm not, Cam's in I'm his prime years, stuck. too. Like, especially, exactly. like, if he was fully healthy, I think he'd be, you know, MVP. It's, a, it's just unfortunate he got hurt when they finally got some decent weapons because he never had weapons. He had Kelvin Benjamin was his receiver. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I whenever I would draft Kelvin Benjamin in my dude, fantasy league, trying dude, to think whenever, that game could throw it to him, but no. Look, man, whenever your best receiver on the team is a tight end, you have an issue. That's that's never good. <laughs> whenever the best receiver on your team is a tight end, that is never good. That's all yeah, I gotta look, say. Look, Cam spots he could land the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Broncos. There's a few teams. The Bengals, I love all those spots for like the the Bears are probably my favorite because a good defense, a good run game, and solid playmakers to where he doesn't have to go out and run the ball or chunk the ball down the field and he has a dynamic play caller in Matt Nagy. That'd be something interesting. But it's now the Kyle Allen era in the in Carolina, hopefully Cam can find him a good landing spot and get 100% healthy. Let's let's talk about the Browns, man. Schubert, I want to start with you. The Browns lose 20 to 13. Who are we blaming for this Browns loss? Are, are we are we ragging on Baker? Where are we going with this? It's not the time to get on to Baker Mayfield's case because it's not all his fault. You know, I'm just going to go back to where we were three weeks ago when you guys were both saying, trying to tell me <laughs> that the Browns were going to make it to the playoffs. And I was telling you. I said you, maybe. I, I, you said maybe. But I, I, told, I told you guys, I believe it when I see it. I still haven't seen it. This is exactly what I was thinking of uh, that was going to happen going into the summer. As much as I want to trust Freddie Kitchens, an Alabama guy, you know, <laughs> Freddie Kitchens was not qualified to be the Browns head coach. And I think that it just messed them up for their, the trajectory that they were trying to go. They thought you had Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham putting all the expectations in the world to every, all the fan bases out there to the, all to all the NFL fans. I mean, even people, it was, it was something that I was watching Al Michaels do an interview today. And he's like, yeah, that was the first time we'd been in Cleveland for a Sunday night football game since 2008. Like, yeah, Cleveland now is a, a place where people want to have eyes on. Like people it's want to watch what, what the Browns about. are doing every week. You remember so, what like, we talked about with our Zion conversation about how early in the pod, how th- this young core puts upon expectations. And if you have a certain amount of star power, it brings the eyes. That's what sure. Baker and Odell did for the Browns. And like, they just, they haven't proved it yet on the field. And I just don't think they brought the right person to be able to manage all of those expectations and all those personalities and also have the responsibilities of being a play caller. It just didn't piece together for the Browns, and it hasn't yet. And it's just really difficult because of how much the Ravens have improved. And you can still see the Steelers, even though they're 0-3. 0-3 means nothing in the AFC. They still think that they have a shot. And, yeah, they do. And, I mean, Browns-Steelers right now, I, I don't know who wins. But my thing is, and let me go to Julian, because Julian texted me. He, he texted me, the Browns could have won this game, and he had some stuff to say. I, I want to know what you think, Julian. I kind of know where you're going, and I think I'm going to end up agreeing with you, but what's your take on the Browns? What's my take on the Browns now? I think about it. I blame management for putting Freddie Kitchens in a position that he was not qualified to be in. But sure. other than that, now that he is in the position, let me go off and rag about him. First of all, that was some of the worst play calling I've ever seen in my life. And look, I'm not, I have no qualifications to be a high school football coach. But I know certain plays that you just don't call. 
Okay, first of all, first of all, the uh, offensive line, they traded away their off their best offensive lineman to the Giants for Olivier Vernon, who hasn't produced. Yeah. Okay, and, and he was a headache in the locker room, reports say. And you go ahead and bring that into an already high-ego, high-strung locker room. That wasn't smart. Second of all, you, you don't have that good of an offensive line when it comes to pass blocking, right? But for some reason, they can run block pretty well because whenever they run the ball with Nick Chubb, they do very well. And Nick yes. Chubb is a very, you know, he's a very he's an SEC running back. You can put him down three downs. He's a very good running back. And I noticed every time they run the ball with Nick Chubb, they do well. But they don't run much. All they do is pass, and I understand why. They got Baker. Baker wants to show off. Odell has to get his catches. Jarvis has to get his catches. The tight end is an up-and-coming tight end. David, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. He's well, hurt. No, he's, he's hurt right now. Yeah. But he's really good. He's really yeah. good. And everyone has to get their touches. So, look, I understand the thought. But the first thought should be winning football games. Second thought should be developing a quarterback. Baker's not ready right now to be throwing passes like that. And there's, it's not necessary to do so. As far as the play calling, they called a draw on fourth and eight or fourth and nine. You know so what? That, that, wasn't even the, that wasn't even the worst play call. They were on the goal line to tie the game, which the game should have been tied before that, in my opinion. They were on the goal line to tie the game. And it was they had four yards to get to the touchdown. They didn't run one Once. run play. <laughs> not run. They, they didn't run a slant, nothing. I mean, it, they ran one slant, and Baker missed Jarvis. You know, it happens because he was looking for Odell, I think. And they did you one know? play on the goal line where he threw it to that tight end. And I, and I got to say this, the, the Rams linebacker just made a better play because in the, in the tight end just couldn't hang on to the well, ball. Were you playing against insane. the second best, third best defense in the NFL? So, yeah. I don't know. And, and look, they want to talk about the, uh, the offensive line, how bad it is. Deshaun Watson and Colin Murray would love to know how it is to hold a ball for eight seconds, because that's what Baker is doing. And then Baker always rolls out to his right. Chris Collinworth pointed that out on television. He always rolls out to his right because he can't see over the offensive line. Okay? And he's not fast either. So I don't know why they didn't run the ball against this team. It was bad play calling. And whenever they did pass it, I didn't see many slants or many, you know, comeback routes or, you know, any quick routes. Everything was just going straight. I mean, dude, I remember one play. It was like fourth and five or something like that. Wait, where they, and, had, where they had Odell and uh, Jarvis running streaks, and no, then they had the other dude running streaks. Streaks, yeah, and they had the other and, dude coming across into the streaks. I was like, what the hell are they doing? Say, bro, you need like around five yards. What the hell are you doing? You know your quarterback's getting sacked within seven seconds. Why are y'all running? They're 30 yards down the field, and Baker doesn't have that strong of an arm like people think. He's very accurate, but he doesn't have the strongest arm. Why are y'all running straight? No one ran a slant. Where was the tight end? Yeah, there was not was a running back. There was no running back in the backfield to help pick up a pass rusher because you know you need to pick up Aaron Donald. What's and they're not going doing. On? They're not doing intricate schemes on Aaron Donald, mind you. They're just trying to make him go downhill when they're running. Other than that, they're playing straight up. No, I, I didn't see many intricate schemes on Donald because he was getting free. So I, I really don't understand what what they were. You know, look this year. Look, like Shub said, I didn't have him going to the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me. We would have had a wild card spot. The team is full of talent, but I knew this year would be a rough year, a learning curve. And on top of that, I could rag on Baker because there's some things he needs to fix. But the sophomore slump in quarterback is real. Yeah. They finally have tape on him. They got enough tape on him. They know his tendencies and they know what, what it is, you know, what he what he does and some of the things that he has bad habits with. This is going to be a rough year for him. And I would love – look, this year uh, – 
Next year is the year. If they don't do anything next year, that's when you know. That's up it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what that's what sums up. But I'm you know Baker has some things he needs to work on first his mouth, and then everything else should fall in line. I but he needs to stop looking your, for Odell. That too. Give more attempts to Jarvis. But my thing, I want to ask y'all this: How long do y'all think Freddie Kitchens lasts as the Browns head coach? How many more weeks? Or do you oh, think it happens I mean, at the end of the season? I think it'll probably happen at the end of the season. I wouldn't even be surprised if they gave Miller a chance if they ended up getting like eight get eight wins. All right, like what say if they, they get got seven? Seven. I think they still might keep him. Ooh, okay, okay. Julian, how long do you think Freddie Kitchen stays? Do you think he makes it to the if, end of the season? If he continues calling plays like that, and he's pretty stubborn, it seems like, maybe four more games. But the way the Browns organization is wired, they, they'll fire a head coach in a few seconds. I mean, they, get, they will get a new quarterback every year. They don't give anybody a fair chance. They don't give anybody a chance over there. So there's no telling with this organization. If they win eight games, they'll keep them. If they win seven games, I think they'll keep them. But if they, if they don't make it to the playoffs next year, he has to go. Like I said, he shouldn't have been hired in the first place at that position. Not saying that he would be a bad coach or something like that. He should have got somebody else. But they already put their foot in the ground, and they need to keep it in the ground and stick by him. So, My thing is – oh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm, oh, I, go I was just going to say, I'm not going to rag on the Browns for this game because y'all have done enough ragging on them. I'm going to rag on someone who is and – and I want to say this by – I would always rag on Dak Prescott, dink and dunk, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Dak Prescott has has overplayed my expectations this year, and he has looked good. But when we when we comment on people like that, we also have to comment on the ones who get paid and then don't live up to expectation. Jared Goff is not as good as people might think. And I could have told you that years ago. You could stop I, right there. You could stop right there. Game, but no, every game that Jared Goff continues to look like this and Carson Wentz loses, it's it's bad for the Cowboys because Dak's, Dak's price is just going up. It's it's going up. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I mean, look, Jared Goff, he's a, he's a deer in the headlights. If, if, he can't make a read. He can, Look, let me tell you, Dak Prescott, I'll tell you this year, I noticed during the first game that he played against the Giants, he did something different. He took his time getting to the line, and he really sat down and read a defense. I could just tell. You know, I just felt it. Through the screen, I was like, he's really reading the defense and picking up things, calling things out and stuff like that. He's always done it, but I could tell this time was for real. That's an elevation in the quarterback. I guarantee you, you could cut the mic off in Dak Prescott's um, headset, and he could still he could call a few plays on his own. I fully believe that he can call out a defense. I guarantee you the coaching staff has 100% trust in him calling audibles and letting him do his own thing on the field. Once Jared Goff's mic cuts out at, I think it's 15 <laughs> seconds, that's a wrap. That's what happened in the Super Bowl. So Bill Belichick kept disguising things and stuff like that. Once you cut that mic off, that's it. He's, he's truly a deer in the headlights. He could throw okay. That's what he's living off of. He could run all right. But he's not going to get better, in my opinion. People think he will. Actually, no one thinks he will. He's not going to get better. I think he's, I just a game, he's just a game manager, man. He's just someone that he's good enough for McVay's system. It's McVay's system that's good. It's not necessarily Jared Goff, and I don't and think if you he's put put Dak Prescott put Dak Prescott on that Rams team. As much as people hate him, I guarantee you, I probably couldn't think of one person that said, "You know what? I bet Dak Dak would have at least thrown one touchdown in that Super Bowl. He would have yeah. found a way to make a play." Jared oh, Goff not gonna do that. I just had to say that about Goff. Shubert, any thoughts on Jared Goff before I move off? Jared Goff is a football pitching machine. <laughs> 
in human form. Like, all you do is you stick the football in there and you go, Phew. it's just McVeigh putting balls in and just, Phew. and it's <laughs> like, he, he, he's not aiming it. He's just, Phew. just like throwing it where <laughs> McVeigh told him to throw it. And it's, if, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. I mean, he ain't making no decisions. This is is going to wherever Sean McVay says. That's it. I mean, that dude, that dude's nothing. Like, I mean, put him on any other team, and that team is going like four and what is it, twelve? But that's all I really had on on Rams Browns. We talked about Mitch. What's up? Anytime, anytime you want to come on this podcast, host it, and uh, shit all over Jared Goff. I'm here for it. I can go a whole 50 minutes with doing that. I'm just letting you know, but continue. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind for when it comes to playoff time. Real quick, I know you two guys, we talked about this in pre-pro. Y'all didn't get a chance to watch Ravens Chiefs because the Fox was playing Cowboys Dolphins, but I got to watch a little bit of it due to red zone. Man, let me just say, I know Lamar didn't have the Lamar game that he's been having, but for 22 yards, 22 of 43 attempts, 267 yards, no interceptions, and Mark Ingram had three touchdowns, and uh, Lamar had the the run to kind of keep him in the game. I really can't wait to see Ravens and Chiefs in the playoffs. I hope they make it to the AFC Championship, and I feel like I know people are saying Baker and Patrick Mahomes or the future of the of the AFC, the, the quarterback rival we should be looking forward to. But I'm starting to slowly say that it's Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes is the future uh, of the AFC sure. quarterback rivalry. Like, that picture that they had of them shaking hands, I was just like, man, that's the future. That game was such a good game. And <laughs> the, Patrick Mahomes is just still on path like he, like he never left off. And this dude's really good. I can't wait to see the Chiefs as the seasons progress. Uh, another real quick mention, Brown, Bills are 3-0. and The Bills are about to play the Patriots this week, so we're going to see if the Bills are the real deal. Josh Allen's been making it work with his strong arm and his legs. Does, does Belichick do something to stop that? And with that being said, let's get into the games we should watch this week. I'll start with Schubert. Schubert, give me a game we should watch this week. Uh, well, I mean, I think you said it yourself. I think Bills-Patriots is going to be a really, really interesting game. Two teams that are three and zero. This is probably the biggest game in Buffalo in this century. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think this is huge. The, they're playing really great football. They're playing. You know, I think the coaching staff there has done a really good job developing Josh Allen to be what they need them, what they need him to be. He's not necessarily anything spectacular, but he's getting the job done. Uh, they're doing a really good job running the ball. And they've got um, good weapons playing, for him. Yes. Like John Brown to stretch the field, Cole Beasley to be his like his his comfort blanket. Like, I gotta give the Bills some credit, man. We gotta give the Bills some credit where credit is due. Dude, that organization a gritty, did a good job. That's gonna be a real gritty game. Yeah, sure, we'll, it's, it's gonna be gritty. You know, the fans are gonna be really into it. Like I said, you know, it being the biggest game in Buffalo in a long time. You know, I think that it's gonna be really hard for the Patriots to walk away with a win. Mmm. Interesting. We shall see. That's something I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look to see. Patriots Bills. I like that game, Schubert. Julian, give me a game that that you think the people should be on the lookout for this week. I want to say the Raven, the Ravens versus the Browns, but I got another one, and this is gonna say this is more about a locker room instead of a game. The Eagles tomorrow night. The Eagles versus the Packers. I like that one because, okay, so with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has the same arm talent, in my opinion, as Patrick Mahomes. He just doesn't have the same mindset. 
problem with Carson Wentz, he holds the ball too long and tries to make a play. Now, I don't know if you guys heard this, but last year, remember Nick Foles? I don't know. I don't, I don't, do you remember hearing that three of the Eagles players had a shrine of Nick Foles in one of the lockers? Yeah, how they loved one, him. That's how much they loved him. And there's a video, there's a picture. It's like two pictures of Nick Foles and like six Jesus candles that they light around him. That's how much they loved Nick Foles in the locker room while Carson Wentz was still there, um, yeah. playing. I mean, he, ha- he has to walk into the link every time and see a statue of Nick Foles. Exactly. So and another good. thing. I don't know if y'all saw the video of last week with, against the uh, oh, Lions. When the lineman just gave up well, on the play, I was like, what the that's hell? That's what I'm getting into. So the thing with Carson Wentz was a reporter from the Eagles, they said he went out on a limb, but I believe it's true. One of the players anonymously said, the thing about Carson Wentz is, he, the thing about Nick Foles was he was simple. He listened to the coach. He stuck to the script. To the, uh, script. He didn't try to do anything extra. Carson Wentz is like Baker. He holds the ball for too long, tries to make a play, kind of scratches out coaches' plans and goes for the big play. And the players didn't really like that. And that's why the Eagles did so well with Nick Foles, you know, in playoff time. Because when it's playoff time, you know, you don't always need a big play. You need to keep it simple and conservative and just win the game. And Carson Wentz wants to go all out. And yeah. that's, you know. So what you saw with the linemen backing up and blocking half-ass and things like that, that's an issue in the locker room right there. That was a personal issue. They weren't doing that, you know, just because they got lazy. This is the NFL. That was a personal issue. So I want to see how much the team is going to bounce back from things like that and how much Carson Wentz can become a leader. Because that's a great team, and he's a great quarterback. But it's up to him and his leadership. His, his leadership is the number one thing in question. If he can't get this team under his wing, then the next few years for the Eagles are going to be very disappointing. So and I want to see what he could do to this Green Bay Packers new defense. And I want to see Aaron Rodgers, of course. You know, I want to see Aaron I like that because, man, Carson Wentz is so talented. Like, he he is one of the young guys that I want to see thrive. And it's like it's like you said, it's, the only thing that's in question is his leadership. Like, that team is good. That coach is – Doug Peterson is a decent coach. Like, they have everything in place. It's just – why is the Carson Wentz thing not working? And, yes, some of his wide receivers were out last week, but I want to look closer into it. And they're still out, yeah. I want to look closer into it. And like you said, Green Bay, new defense. And, of course, how does Aaron Rodgers and, and uh, Matt LaFleur's relationship develop? That's a great game. They're both yeah. petty. They're both petty. You should hear them little <laughs> underlying tones through the interview. It's so – through the <laughs> interviews on – we got to get better on offense. All right, Aaron. I see you. I love Aaron. <laughs> I, I will say though, you know, looking at the what the Packers have faced the past few weeks, they faced the Bears defense, the Vikings defense, and the Broncos defense the first three weeks. So this is the first time they're playing a defense that is at least a little bit uh, not the best top five defense in the in the league. So yeah, uh, but they're well, playing be a, a, a quality quarterback though. That's the difference. Well, no, but I'm saying for Aaron on offense-wise, because okay. you know we heard okay. him talking about this week that the offense needs to get better. I think this is going to be the first time that they're playing a, a level of competition that isn't so far superior that maybe that we can start seeing the the wrinkles that they've started to put in. Yeah, in his in his words, they get to relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but all right, the game I'm going with, I could go. Uh, Browns Ravens, like like Julian said, I'm big into that. But I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't say Sunday night football, Cowboys Saints. 
biggest game of the week, in my opinion, to see this 3-0 and Cowboys team who looks tough, looks like a Super Bowl contender versus the Saints, who was the was a preeminent Super Bowl contender who still looks really good with Teddy Bridgewater. Can Teddy maintain? Like Schubert said, he has a cushion, so if he loses this game, it's okay. But if he wins this game, this is huge for the Saints. I think this is the first real test for the Cowboys. Can the defense stay true? Can the uh, special teams for the Saints stay true? And can Dak show that he's still this quarterback that he was in the first three games weren't a fluke let's see the real deal is this kellen moore offense the real deal it's a, gonna be a very good game a battle of the minds between kellen moore and jason garrett i gotta say both of them together versus sean payton i'm excited to see this game Cowboys saints is the game i'm looking forward to on sunday yeah i mean if you think about it what i just said about aaron going up against three really tough defenses the cowboys on the other hand have gone up against three defenses that aren't as great this is probably their first real test i think they're you know i don't think it's gonna they're gonna like put up only 10 points or something like that but you know i think that the saints will really give him a tough test but if Dak prescott's as good as we all think he is i think he's gonna tear apart some of these weak saints corners hey Dak, hey Dak, if you're listening target eli apple yes (laughs) that's all i gotta say or Lattimore, it don't matter no don't do that to my guy marshawn Listen, you want him to target Lattimore. If you think Lattimore is as good as you think he is, you should pick that off. I mean, honestly, Lattimore, I think this year he hadn't been playing that great this year. That whole Saints secondary hadn't been playing that great this year. There's some holes in it this year. No, there there are some holes, but that's a conversation for another day. Oh, I know y'all can go off on that. Don't get me started on Eli Apple. Lord. Um, I, don't get me started on Eli Apple. I, I still say they should pull the plug on Jalen and make the trade for Jalen Ramsey, but that's here. They're not, they can't do that. They don't have I the know, money. And they won't, uh, don't, uh, the Saints. But that's all the time we have for today. Julian, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V on Twitter. I'll trigger you politically or uh, sports-wise. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hubert 14 and you can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast every weekend or yeah, Mondays. While Titans is out. <laughs> or whatever it comes out while uh, Titans is, is out right now. So um, oh. We have Pitch It coming up. Yeah, so it's going to be a huge. Big match between Nola Pell's Reddit and, the, and Subculture Vulture Justin BP. Oh, man, that's going to be a big match. I'm excited for that. You guys can find out more information about that and more at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Follow Bros Who Think, like I said, at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Follow me at LimBWT. We got LSU uh, recap of last week's game from primetime. We have a special interview that Charles did with Diana Russini of ESPN. That'll be out uh, as well on the network this week. Anime talk and, like Schubert said, Bros Who Binge. We got a lot of good stuff on the network this week, so be sure to check all that out and more and follow Brooklyn like at his social media where he said but for brooklyn for schubert for julian my name is Lyndon. you guys have a great great weekend we will talk to you guys again on thursday watch some football and enjoy yourselves peace y'all ain't get to see what i force up coming not a team overseas i'm worse i was stunned talk tough to me catching north pop from it that's fat let me pull the booty shorts off of it one time she gonna get divorced off of it because she in the crowd screaming getting horse off of it Two girlfriends, them of course y'all cousins. It's a Lambo. Watch me pull the doors off of it. MTV, jam of the week. And that's why she dancing with me. And that's why she dancing with me. And that's why she dancing with me. Oh yeah, it's a jam of the week. And that's why.
why she dancing with me. Uh, drop down, go and put your hands on your knees. I just want the free child, I'ma cancel the fees. Oh, yeah. I don't want it with the strings attached. I just want to see you drop back like a, like a first string quarterback.